Hi, this is Jonathan, a.k.a. Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, the Human Wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, a.k.a. That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half-oak barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was, in fact, raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half-elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmore. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, after spending the night in the woods and avoiding the attraction of a passing dragon, the party is approached by a desperate elf. Willerin is a wealthy merchant held prisoner by an evil cult of mammon worshippers in a fort nearby and begs for help. They bring him back to Greenest, where he heals and rests, while the party deliver the wing parts to a grateful Dorveen and Ansara. Jonathan and Carlton check out some local maps of the area, while Travancore and Bernie come to a truce about their new bear companion, Shadow. Willowrin brings them to the Temple of Mammon and helps them break into the fort by the same route he used to escape. After a fight with some clerics, the party now finds themselves standing in the middle of a holy shrine to the archdevil of greed, lust, and duplicity. And that's where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I am your DM, Lauren, aka Oboe Crazy, and I am drinking not beer for once. So, did you get on my level? <laughs> no, I'm never on your level. But we had a lot of extra wine sitting around, and so we actually opened up a bottle of wine. I have a Michel Brut mm, that Luke and I are enjoying, and because I never drink wine, I'm drinking it in a stein. <laughs> So oh, I have a giant girl. Thing you are of wine. above my level right now. <laughs> I am. I am. I also have some tea here to offset it, so that because you know, drunk DM is never a good thing. John, what are you drinking? The internet has spoken, and Twitter has voted that I shall drink rum and coke tonight, and I'm drinking it out of a Homer Simpson pint glass. Nice. And um, Jenga. Hi, I play Travancore, and tonight I am taking a nice change of pace. Having a Behringer Red Moscato. It's a wine, and it's a red wine. It's very sweet. And I'm drinking it out of the manliest wine glass I could find. If anybody it's not. It's literally not. It's got not. like spikes it's on it, and like made of iron. It's so manly, right? No, it's also frosted glass with rose petals. Well, while she's coming back, Jonathan, what did you have to drink? Uh, I actually had, don't have anything to drink right now. I was really bad because I meant I meant to. Make myself a drink and then Fallout happened, so... Are you allowed to be ready if you don't drink? I'll be back. Okay, look at him. Every time he goes out to get to the fridge, you gotta drink. And Bernie, what are you drinking? I am drinking... Okay, actually, I'm so stoked because, once again, I'm drinking something from my very favorite brewery. It's Full Steam Brewery Carver, named after Mr. George Washington Carver, and it's their sweet potato beer, and it's so good. And I'm drinking it in one of their awesome full steam cups, full which steam I mug. got because that's where I go running. Full steam Literally, mug. my run club is based out of a brewery because, yeah. Nice. Sounds like you're winning as far as I'm concerned. Shit, yes. I call this drink misappropriation of funds. It is Coke <laughs> with Covassier Cognac. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Tonight's winner of the Alcoholics Anonymous Award will be going to Jonathan, the Magi Muscular. Hold on, hold on. Not only that, it's in a sad OU 
Tumblr. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, Sorry, wah. Sorry about your team, bro. To catch you up a little bit on where you are, since you're in kind of a precarious position, you had broken into the back of the temple and fought a whole bunch of priests that were there. And just to kind of set the scene. So it's the end of the fight. You are all kind of breathing heavy from what was a fairly intense battle and are finally getting a chance to really look around the hall. The sun is setting behind you through the stained glass windows. And normally this would be a very pretty sight. This would be a a very colorful, calming display inside of a, a very peaceful church. Unfortunately, the stained glass windows are all um, evil depictions and the dead bodies of uh, evil clerics on the ground are, are kind of offsetting that. The temple itself, this is obviously the great hall of what used to be a fort. It's very plushly done. The few pews that you guys have had to navigate around are all very nicely red plush velvet cushions. The floor has been redone in a dark hardwood. The actual altar area is very large. It's about a a 30 by 40 foot dais of what looks like really nice marble with a, a black onyx altar at the front. And everywhere you can see there are symbols and depictions of Mammon. There are the, the two red scaled hands with the gem uh, floating in the middle. You can also see several snake-like motifs. And behind the altar, you can see there's a single wood door. There doesn't seem to be a handle on this side, which is a little weird. Off to your right and your left, there are two other sets of double doors and behind you is the rest of the temple. Before you lays the slaughtered bodies of all of the clerics. Um, Willerin has now rejoined you at the front of this temple and says, I, I don't know if everybody else is upstairs, but that was only a couple of them. You guys, you guys. Apparently the second floor is where all the assholes live. Do we want to go up and burn them? Remember, I leave this guy's unconscious. The head guy. I kind of. I kind of want to go, go, go up and burn them. Well, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's ask head asshole. Well, shit, he might cry out. He might make a gag. No, that would defeat Don't we the have, like, what kind of, like, tell truth spells do we have to not let it, or, or calm emotions. Can we calm his emotions? I, I Can I search the remaining guys while they're deliberating? Readied. I have all Sure, my... roll me a perception check while they're deliberating. Okay. I have all of, like... You guys, I wasn't ready to calm some fucking emotions. I was ready to fuck some shit up today. I don't have that on deck, man. You also know calm emotions wouldn't necessarily help a hostile person be less hostile. Fourteen. Fourteen? Um, the, uh, the ones who are dead that you did kill, they're wearing very nice silk robes kind of ruined by the battle now when you peel those away you see that underneath they're wearing a a motley collection of very fine clothing these are people who when they weren't in their robes they were really nicely dressed uh no armor no anything special that you can see they're just wearing really high quality doublet and hose Uh, a couple of them have some nice belts um a few of them are wearing not boots but like plush slippers 
the fight has kind of ruined most of it since none of it was was meant to really stand up to a lot of bloodshed but um they don't have anything are the slippers on them are the slippers still in one piece or are they just, are they just like ruined as in bloodstained or are they like ruined as in like battle axe through them Considering you weren't aiming for the feet, no. One or two of them are probably. I would like. A, I would like to take a pair of slippers. What if we put the slippers Carlton, on? Carlton, they don't fit you. I don't but care. You are more than welcome to take three pairs of them. Uh, no, will, hold on. Not who else wants a pair? I want a pair. I want a pair because I want to put them on over my shoes so that I don't make a lot of noise. That's a good idea. Okay. I'm, I'm just adding it to my trophy collection. All right. I want to do the same thing. Are they wearing any jewelry? Interestingly enough, no. None of them are. And as I've got a good trophy collection Kevin going Cor- here, as you kind of paw through and, and pick and, and quickly pat down, Willerin comes up to you and says, they keep most of their fancy stuff upstairs. They just wear their fine clothing down here. They're, they're too nervous of being pickpocketed by the other members of the cult. Or us for that matter. All right. So we should upstairs? Get, make sure this. Well, he's tied up. At- the, the head guy's tied up. Right. But we should make sure he's gagged at least and really secure if we're going to leave him. Ooh, what if we have a bear sit on his chest? We might need the bear. Can we search the... He's unconscious, right? We can search him too. Yep, you can absolutely search him. Another perception check? Or yep. don't need it? All right. Um, no, I'll go with the same one. You actually find similar stuff. He looked to be uh, a bit of a higher rank than the other two. He certainly was a little more dangerous. Did he have bunny slippers as opposed to regular slippers? Because if he had bunny slippers, I want those ones. <laughs> no, sadly, none of them were wearing bunny slippers. Although you think he might have been wearing slippers that were once made out of rabbit at some point. Dibs. They are. They're all very plush. Uh, you can find four pairs of really nice plush slippers. They're not necessarily gonna keep you quieter, but they're super comfy. Uh, Bernie, they'll fit nicely over your existing shoes. Jonathan and Travancore, you're gonna have to replace your shoes with whatever they are. Carlton, they aren't gonna fit. All you right. can wear them as mittens. Wait, if I have the other pair and two pairs and I kind of put them sideways like this, can I like put them on the bottom of my feet, like bind them? Yeah, if you <laughs> wanted to get somebody else to give up their slippers, sure. No, that's I'm okay, I'll just keep the pair for my nice trophy case. I'm plush rabbity slippers on over my shoes so I move quietly. Guys, I have an idea. Do you think there's like, there's like a room behind the altar? Is anyone in there? I can find out. It might make a lot of noise. We should check it out. I say this as I'm taking off my shoes, throwing them in my my pack, and then putting on the fancy shoes. Okay. Uh, So it's at this point, I would like everybody to roll a stealth check, please. Carlton, what'd you get? Ten. And Travancore? Nine. And Jonathan? Sixteen. And Bernie? Ten. And go ahead and roll for Shadow. I have a quick question while he's rolling. Were mine bunny slippers like look like a bunny or made of a bunny? Uh, none of them look like a bunny. They're they're too refined. Holy moly. You have a quiet ass bear. Yeah. A bear can sit to like nobody's business. <laughs> so, All right, so Shadow gets a 20. Okay. None of the slippers actually look like the animals that they were slaughtered from. You're You're pretty positive at least one or two were made of rabbit. Uh, just because you're used to seeing those kinds of pelts. They're all super nicely made, very plush, very warm, very soft. There's something a nobleman would be using on the inside of their house as just like day slippers. But imagine for a moment they were a nobleman's fluffy bunny slipper and like the eyeballs were rubies and like the nose was made of silk. (laughs) 
these people didn't have that kind of sense of humor, sadly, and it is just a plain red slipper. It's more of a slipper for commissioning a symphony in C. Um, I'm sorry, those two things are not mutually exclusive. I never said they were. That defies all earthly description. All right. Um, so Jonathan and the bear. Those were our highest rolls. Yeah. I need the two. How about they go look? <laughs> yeah. Jonathan and Shadow, I need you to roll me perception checks. I get an 11. Oh, crap. Ooh. Wow, Ooh. that's bad. Crit fail. Okay. One. You guys don't hear anything. Where would you like to go? Can I make a door handle with my axe? I mean, I'm thinking that door, like, in front with it doesn't have a handle. I mean, I'm thinking, Carlton, you should be a door opener. I, I can, it'll make some noise, but I could be Wait, a door opener. Are there hinges? There are hinges. On our side? No, it looks like you can see the way the door is made. It would be on their side, so you would be expecting a handle. It pulls inwards. It opens inwards. All right, guys, what about this? What if I take my... On the hinge side, what if I take my hand axe and bash him into the and kind of wedge it in there with the great axe so it's a little bit quieter and prop, prying it open? Or the shot. So, yeah, Why I go. Wait, I would do the unhinged side because then it would open up. Instead of just smashing it, I could try to like wedge it and break the lock gently. So, are you trying to, to break in or are you trying to basically pick the lock with your axe? Oh, is there. Can I pick a lock? Is there like. Do I have a keyhole there? Can Chavi pick a lock? So, you can do a sleight of hand check, which is the. You know, if you're looking to disarm a trap, pick a lock, pick someone's pocket. I didn't know that there was is... a lock. Actually, I have a bonus for that, so maybe I should give it a shot. Well, let's let Travancore try. All right. He's the sneaky one, right? That's your job is sneaking. <laughs> Actually, his job and is shooting I things. am not that sneaky. Seven with my bonus. Is he... Okay. Uh, does that make it so that we're... <clears throat> can I try? Or is like did he kind of fuck it up for us? Let's do this one thing at a time. So, Travancore, you walk up to the door. You kind of feel around it. You push on it just a little bit. And you, you it is, as far as you know, locked. Uh, with your seven, you are really unable to figure out how to open this door without a handle. Nuts. If anybody else would like to try. I would like to try. What about my 13? Your 13, you come on up as Travancore is like feeling around the edges. You feel around the side where the handle would be and kind of stick your fingernails in there. And you can, you, you, you can feel there's a, a gap in the door where it's not completely flush. So there's something going on there. There is a way to access whatever's behind this door from this side, but can't seem to figure out like what the mechanism is. All right, I'm going to try. Are you, are you trying to actually pick it? Oh, oh, fuck. Natural one. No, he's just trying to figure out what's going on here. Don't touch, yeah. don't touch the door. Don't touch the door. Okay. So the two of you are like very, like checking out the sides, checking out the crease. Fucking natural one. Very slightly talking to each other. Carlton comes up and pushes you gently out of the way and says, I've got this, and pulls out his axe. And then the two of you go, no, 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 quietly. And Carlton's like, okay, and he puts away his axe and he puts his hand on the door and he feels that that crease that you've been talking about and just like wedges his fingers in there and you hear... As he just breaks through some of the wood and starts to to like pull okay. and for a second absolutely nothing happens like he's and the, the the door shakes and he's pulling on the other side of the door you hear and then the door actually swings 
outward and it kind of forces everybody back a step or two unexpectedly carlton you let go because it was it wasn't you it wasn't you standing on the other side of the door there is a gentleman who looks like he totally expected you to be there he is in very fine red and white robes he's got um kind of a white faux fox or an actual fox fur lining on his robes he's wearing a big gold medallion that has the symbol of mammon that you've been seeing just all emblazoned in gold he's got a a very long kind of cliche wizardly white beard bushy eyebrows and a big smile on his face and he says my friends if you wanted to enter why did you not just knock and he walks out of the door and i say santa and he looks down at you and says no my child that is not my name i am the high priest of mammon he walks past you are you gonna stop him or are you just gonna let him walk i say oh oh pump your brakes there mr Priestley." Are you actually going to like physically stop him, though? Or are you just going to chat with and, him as he walks and, by? And, and some of our larger friends can put a hand to his chest. If they want to. If they want to. He's not making any aggressive moves to you. He looks like he's just strolling past a couple of friends. We're just, we, we just want to, why don't we uh, cop squat have a chat? Yeah, we want to oh, talk about Mammon. I definitely want to talk to you about Mammon. He walks past you. He walks up to the altar, moves around it observes the death and destruction that you have wrought and and his grin kind of gets a little feral and he turns back to to all of you and says mammon is one of those who appreciates those who take what they want and we we are we believe in mammon and your current uh followers did not meet what we believe to be mammon's high integrity of followership and so we put them in their place (laughs) I can see that. Integrity is a word that I From wouldn't use here. the door that just opened, the room behind you, a couple of other clerics are now moving into view and they kind of step Uh-oh. out. You can see uh, three more clerics step out. They're, they're not, they're not uh, wielding any obvious weapons and they're not approaching you with any yeah. ill intent, but they do kind of hang back by the door. And the, the high priest turns back to you and says... So, if you are not here for worship, can I ask what you are here for? I clear my throat. Well, we happened to be traveling and we ran into uh, a former acquaintance of yours who told us about this lovely place and how he escaped your class. And as any worshiper of Mammon would know, slaves are highly regarded, so we felt it was right to bring him home. Willerin, at this point, he's been kind of near you. He hadn't really gone up next to the door mm-hmm. um, but he was staying a little further back he he is face his face has gone stony except for his eyes he is just glaring daggers at the high priest and at those words he actually takes a step back and he doesn't say anything and he doesn't run just and yet but we would does. have been happy to turn him over to the first group of uh, uh worshipers that met us but they uh were a little had little itchy fingers and attacked us so we had to engage and they went to go meet Mammon. I see. Such is the nature of our temple. Those who want and take what they want are sometimes met with those who are stronger than them. Which is also why I didn't knock. I just wanted to enter 
as Mammon would have it. Well, the door will need to be fixed, but we have the money for that. So tell me, what do you offer the temple if you are coming to join us? This lovely slave. I had him. Like I have mean? others like him. And Willerin at this point now takes another step back and mutters, uh, Travancore, I know you speak Elven. Who else speaks Elven? Mm, I speak Gnomish. If Who no speaks, one else speaks... Anybody speak Dwarven among our party? I think I do because I'm a gnome. Because we, Dwarven, we can read gnomish. and write it. And what about uh, Orc? Does any of you guys speak Orc? I speak common and draconic. So right, he mutters something under his breath. Travancore, you clearly hear an elven pretty awful curse at your general party. I want to tell Travancore to let him know it's just a ruse. but I respond back in elven wink. I actually say the word wink in elven. <laughs> he <laughs> responds again in elven angrily and with venom. And what he says is, these are not the people to deceive. They are the... Princes of deceivers! Just kill them and let's go! And he takes another step back. And he actually looks a little worried now. But to answer your question, aside from the slave, I offer this and I show the room. This is what I can do to your followers and to people who want to do harm to the worshippers of Mammon. These weaklings were just fodder for those who would come. Exactly. I... I do not require any more brute strength. I do not require any more mercenaries. We require wealth. And wow. Power. Wealth. Well, then to that end, I guess what I could offer you is information. And he turns to you and he says, In Elven, I would love any information that you can offer, especially about your friend there. And he looks at Willerin. And about the town of Greenest. It's green. Uh, he said that in Elven, so Fuck. the only person who understood that was Travancore. <laughs> I say, Greenest? Small potato. I thought you'd think bigger than that. And he's now moved kind of to the center of... There was the set of... There's the double set of pews. He's moved to the center of them, basically right in front of the altar. And he says, Mammon takes what Mammon wants. And there are others who covet that pile of gold, but he wants it more than they do. So why don't you tell me what was you that know? In was that in Elven or uh, Common? I'm sorry. This is all in Common. Okay. He says, so why don't you just tell me what you and your fellow cultists want. And maybe Mammon will let you leave this place alive. And at this point, the cultists who are now behind you have drawn weapons. They're not attacking just yet, but they've obviously prepared. Well, how many are there? Can we... Can we... <laughs> do you have anything to add? I do have one thing. One thing that I could say that I think would work to everyone's personal benefit chromatic orb all right roll initiative okay hey where are the pews in relation are you different room now or are we still in that big great hall you're basically at the end of the room uh don't worry too much about the pews you've moved past them you've moved past the altar there's kind of a big back dais between the uh, where the altar begins and where the door that you guys are trying to get into is they are they're pretty far away at this point 
what you see before you is pretty accurate and where the the three cultists that came with him are about 15 20 feet at the doorway you're kind of in the middle of the altar and then the the head cultist uh the head priest is down the one or two steps it's really not you're not too far above him we have the high ground you have the high ground by about five not much in the way of cover though uh no there's really no cover here crap all right uh carlton i rolled a 12 and jonathan 20 natural nope 18 plus two okay travancore 10 all right bernie i got a three okay there we go okay jonathan Looks like you're going first. Okay, so there's asshole in front of us, and well, wait, don't. Did we get a surprise attack with the chromatic orb? Sadly, no. They were prepared. Damn they it. were. All they right. Well, this let's might do this. So no one gets a surprise. Twenty, twenty-two, on the uh, uh, chromatic orb. Who? Who on? This. This is ranged spell attack. Uh, yes, but who are you attacking? Uh, asshole. Okay, the head the asshole. Main, a- a- main asshole. That hits him. All right. All right, 13 damage. 13, what kind of damage? Uh, we'll say lightning. Okay. So he's not totally surprised by this. After all, you guys are a fairly dangerous looking group of people. So he he's unable to dodge and it hits him and the lightning kind of courses over his body. Uh, he looks injured. He looks like he... he took some pain from that but he is still kind of smiling at you and it is his turn oh boy. Um, he begins to mutter under his breath in a way that bernie actually kind of recognizes i do and in front of you a floating spectral weapon appears oh shit. black and red and it cackles with kind of evil necrotic energy and it actually it's going to come forward and it's going to go after carlton uh, of course wait is carlton uh, within five feet spell attack. it it appears in front of him in front of Car- Damn. in front of carlton yeah but she's asking if she's within five feet of me so she'll get hit as well uh right? no you are the only one who's getting hit so far well that we know of let him roll for it so that's a 15 to your ac he misses Ooh, okay. So you see this evil weapon appear before you. It's this big, dark energy sword. You duck out of the way. It flies back up, and then it then moves a few feet next to Jonathan, and Jonathan is going to slash at you and try to do the same thing. Uh, 12 versus AC? Right before it hits me, I dodge out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the two of you managed to just dodge out of the way of this this evil longsword that has appeared out of nowhere. It is going to stay there, but that is the end of his turn. It is now the three assholes in the back. The three assholes in the back are going to pull out, uh, two of them are pulling out daggers. One is pulling out a scimitar. Uh, They are going to quickly move up. One is going to be on Jonathan because uh, you just attacked their leader. One's on Carlton. And one's on Travancore because... Because everybody discounts the gnome. Everyone discounts the gnome. So we're going to start with Jonathan. That's a 19 to hit. That'll hit any. Okay. So he's got a, a dagger and Fucking he plunges really? in. Ooh. He plunges into you for seven damage. Seven slashing damage. 
he he gets you real good. Carlton, the one on you, has the scimitar. <laughs> he is so intimidated by the size of you that he manages to miss the broadside of a barn with a five. And Travancore, the one on you, uh, 11 versus AC? That's going to miss. Awesome. All right. Uh, he's a little distracted by the giant bear next to you That's and manages to be. miss. All right. So they are done. Carlton, it is your turn. I first say back to uh, Willerin, sorry, bro. It was all part of a ruse. Uh, and then I pull out my big axe and I uh, charge towards head honcho here to try to cut him in half. Now, if you do that, the guy next to you is going to get an attack of opportunity on you. Okay, then I am going to cu- try to cut the guy next to me in half. All right. Go for him. For a 16. That hits. And it's going to do 14 damage. Ouch. So you go to move to the the head cleric. You realize the guy next to you is threatening you. you. You're so annoyed by this that you turn around overhand and just plunge your axe into his skull and he dies. Wow. He he goes down. I don't even get to Matt Mercer him. Damn it. Well, he's not the big bad guy or the last guy on the board. And I go, so, Carlton, Carlton, good job, Carlton. And I high five Bernie. All right. Anything else you'd like to do? You can at this point still move since you haven't moved. So if- I take my axe. I turn back around to the big guy and I just do like the Babe Ruth to the outfield. I'm like, you're next. <laughs> All right, Travancore, you're next. You've got a, a guy next to you. All right, um, is Shadow close enough to attack him? He can definitely move up and attack him if you'd like. All right, Shadow, move up and attack that jerk. I'm going to cast, I think I have one spell spot left. I'm going to cast, uh, from last time, Hail of Thorns. So if he attacks... Oh, wait, no, so Hail, Hail of Thorns. Hunter, Hunter's Mark, I'm sorry. Is that a bonus action? I believe so. If it is, then you're golden. Okay. Hunter's Mark... And then I'll draw my arrow and fire. Now, if you attack, Shadow can't attack. Only one of you can attack at a time. Oh, well then, Shadow will just move up and I'll attack. Okay. Well, wait, does Shadow and him get an attack, just not at the same time? Or is it one person or the other? They share a a movement, they share an attack, and they share a bonus action. Gotcha. All right, so I'm going to roll my uh, longbow. Okay. And that's going to be 16. That definitely hits. Nice. Four. So the bear moves up. The cleric is still kind of distracted by the bear, so he's unable to move out of the way of the arrow that sinks into his side. And he, uh, but he is still standing. Anything else you want to do? Okay, since I cast uh, Hunter's Mark, wouldn't you take like one die six damage as well? Then yes, you get to add another d6 to your attack. Cool. Four damage. That arrow does a bit more damage because you've marked him. And Bernie, it is your turn. All right. So quick conference outside of the gate, outside of the lake roleplay with uh, Jinga and uh, Jonathan. Do you guys, are you cool? Do you want me to cast a, a big healing spell? Or... Uh... I'm okay for now. Yeah, I guess I'll be alright. Alright, I'm just checking. I'm just, just checking in, because I, I know how much health... I think you guys could survive one more attack before I gotta heal you hardcore. And I'm just really, really fucking down to, like, whip out my giant sword and have a cleric off with this asshole. <laughs> You're basically gonna have a pissing match with him. I am gonna have a pissing match with him. Whose peen is bigger? <laughs> Mine. All right. We shall find out. The cleric so, looks you in the eye and says, "Bring it on." And I'm like, "Santa Claus, you're fucking done for." And I cast my spiritual weapon. Oh, okay. What's your spiritual weapon look like? My spiritual weapon is a gigantic mace. 
Okay. Like gigantic. It's huge. It's got big old spikes on it. Spiky spikes, spikes, spikes. And on the handle, it says Chester the Destroyer. Okay. What does Chester want to do? And he, it appears, I'm assuming, before the big bad. It is going to hit him in the face. All right. Roll and I, I really hope it works. So what do I have to do? I have to... <laughs> you roll a spell attack. Well, bam, I rolled a 14. It was a 14 against the the big dude? Yeah. Uh, that that does hit. Yes. All 14 right. hits big and That's good to know. None of these guys are wearing a lot of armor. What, hey, guys, do me a favor. Whatever you do, leave the beard intact. You know, out of respect. Respect the beard. So I <laughs> hit him for five damage. Okay. And And I'm like... I had something quippy to say, but mostly I'm like, fuck you, Santa Claus. In the face, in the face. Okay. Christmas is canceled. This big uh, mace appears in front of his face, the white glowing with radiant energy, kind of the antithesis of the sword that he's created. And he is honestly, looks honestly surprised for a second that his spiritual weapon has been met with a similar spiritual weapon and the surprise is just enough to whack him upside the head. Oops, upside the head. He just takes it. Wait, hold on, a bonus action. I have a bonus action. Okay. I can move the weapon up to 20 feet and repeat the attack against a creature. Can I repeat the attack against him? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Does it say different creature or a creature? As a bonus action on your turn, you can move the weapon up to 20 feet and repeat the attack against a creature within 5 feet of it. That says to me that it needs to be a different creature. That being said, you can't quite move the weapon far enough to reach any of the other cultists. They're a bit more than 20 feet away. I circled it around him, like danced (laughs) it around his and suddenly the weapon doesn't recognize that this is a guy I just hit in the face because it doesn't say a different creature. It doesn't specify... Wow. Yeah, what if she moves it 15 and then back, like, no, to 10? No, I'm just going to move it in a circle. That's a, yeah. that's feet. Yeah. It's moving. Lawyer much? You're right. It doesn't say against a different weapon. So screw it. Go for it. Do I need to roll the attack? You Second do need attack. to roll the attack again. It is a different attack. I should get bonus for being so fucking creative about this. Oh! That Not that you need it. 22! <laughs> that definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Alright. Hopefully more than five. Alright, seven. Seven! <laughs> And I say, you've been a bad boy this year. <laughs> and I hit him in the face again. <laughs> he glares at you as this, this mace comes around and whacks him again. Uh, and he is looking pretty hurt. And it is Jonathan's turn now. All right. See, what do I want to do this guy? Uh, Kill him. Yeah, that sounds good. That's my suggestion. I'm going to, uh, in a flourishing move, I whip out my, uh, my quarterstaff and attempt to give him a whack on the head. Oh, no. Okay. Whip it out. Magi-muscular. What? Oh, what? He is muscular oh, today. What? 24, Magi- damn. My strength's higher than yours. Yeah, that's a 24. <laughs> that definitely hits. Uh, let's Roll see me here. some beautiful staff Quarter damage. Staff, two-handed damage. Uh, that is six damage, upside the head. All six right. upside the head. He's hurt, and he, he he's holding the side of his head where there's going to be a goosebump if he survives the day, yeah. but he is still standing. Okay. And right. in a floor, I do a little Darth Maul above my head and do a watcha. <laughs> <laughs> I look at him and just shake my head. You no. accidentally hit yourself while you do that. And somewhere, somewhere, you hear Willerin doing background music for you. Wait, what's up with Willerin? Is he going to come help us fight these assholes he hates so much? He has fled. He was uh, expressly told. I can't to believe I'm here clearing hide. ads instead of 
instead of killing the boss so beneath me <laughs> yeah that, well, the, that's what a sorcerer does <laughs> all right well it is his turn uh you can see the leader is is bloody and his grin has been replaced with a scowl and he shouts something out deep and do any of you speak abyssal no abysmal? no no i thought that was a swamp that's that is a swamp, but abyssal is also a language. So in a deep guttural voice, he and also with you. <laughs> May the force be with you. And also with you. And also with you. And his form shifts. You see it shimmer, and suddenly he grows a couple of feet horns spring out of his head. Now this is my kind of bad guy. His his feet turn to giant hooves and he is he, he now resembles a giant minotaur. Bits of spit drooling out of his mouth and flecks of it um spraying out as he snarls at you, his tail whipping back and forth. And I go Krampus. And he looks right at you and he says, And Krampus will eat you alive! I go, come at me, asshole. So the spiritual weapon dissolves, but I need all four of you to make a wisdom saving throw. Nope. Oh, crap. (laughs) We all rolled poorly. We all rolled poorly. Let me get this in order. Carlton? Seven. Travancore? Three, but it's a natural one. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, Jonathan? Four. You got a six. <laughs> no, no, okay. And so, so I got a seven. Lucky seven, right? Better have that healing. Yeah, ability. buddy. And Bernie? I got it. I got a four. And hey. Shadow. Y'all remember how last Shadow, time we fought a bunch of these cultists? Of the dice were in our favor. Thirteen. Wiser than me, at least. The wisest of us all. He can't sneak. He sneaks and he's wise, but he's not very intelligent. So the four of you, as he shouts at you, you feel this anger wash over you. It's kind of this blind rage that you feel, my well up, you feel well up in you. And somewhere in the back of your head, you turn to your friend and your friend now is not your friend anymore and you hear this deep dark voice inside of your head say they took what's yours so let's go down the line jonathan i would like you to make a basic melee attack against carlton i use my staff one-handed actually i try and punch him no you actually you have the staff in your hand no i want to punch him that's gonna work out great. If it does the same amount of damage, I'll allow it, but you've got the staff, so. Fuck you. Does a 21 hit your AC, Carlton? It, it will hit me. Alright, uh, go ahead and roll damage. Five. For five. Okay, Carlton, you take five punching damage. Uh, Carlton. You're not gonna let me punch him, are you? I'm gonna go ahead and roll a d4. If it's a one or a two, it'll be Jonathan. If it's a three or a four, it'll be Bernie. <gasps> Alright. Uh, you're gonna go after Jonathan. I need you to can I punch him? A basic melee attack with against Jonathan. Can I punch him? Or are you gonna make me use the great axe that's in my hand, full of bloodlust? Carlton, you have to use the axe. Buddy, I'm sorry. I hope I miss. Basic melee. No. Eighteen. You hit. I'm sorry for this. Go ahead and roll damage. 
That drops. Fourteen. Oh. oh my God. I'm sorry, uh, buddy. Uh, shit, shit, shit. Bernie. I don't know I'm my gonna, own strength. I'm gonna do the same thing for you. One or two, and you're going after Carlton. A three or four, and you're going after Travancore. Yep. So you're gonna go after Carlton. I need you to Good. make a basic melee attack with your mace against Carlton. Plus two, so twelve. That does not hit me. Thank God. And uh, Travancore, I'm you're going to go Jonathan. after Bernie. Oh. So go ahead and... So now it's a basic melee. Wait, what did it be? So I don't have to use my arrow. I can use my short sword, maybe? Uh, yeah, it would be whatever your basic melee weapon would be. Oh, short sword. So yeah, that melee. be the short sword, yeah. All right, so I got a 14. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. All right, go ahead and roll damage. Oh, boy. Good oh, lucky. thank God. As this washes over you and you kind of come to your senses, the four of you, um, Carlton, you're now looking down at the, the uh, unconscious body of your friend. Um, the rest of you have kind of fought with each other. Travancore, you hear Shadow next to you like, like distressed that you've just been attacking what he thought were your friends. And you come to and you hear this maniacal, greedy chuckle in the back of your head. It's now the two guys that are left. The one guy on the left, he sees Jonathan go down. So he's going to move over to Carlton. The other one is actually going to go after Shadow. <gasps> Wouldn't he be afraid of me after I just dropped his friend and my own friend and yes, run but away? His, his leader, Krampus, is going to take care of everything. So he's going to come after you with his... Absolutely dagger. nothing. Yeah. And, yeah. With his he's... natural one, he can go fuck off. Right. He was so happy to see Jonathan go down, and then he he now has to stand in front of you, and he's like, nope, natural one. Uh, the guy going after Shadow, 18 against Shadow's AC. That's going to hit. Okay. Uh, so he's going to manage to pierce through the fur. Oof. Oh, he's fine. He's going to do seven piercing damage, uh, and you hear Shadow go, mm, but sounds like he's still okay. Yeah, yeah, he's... Okay. Carlton, it is your turn. All right. uh, I am just killed my so, all friend. Right. So Jonathan, if he's got one HP, does that mean he's like, he's still technically alive? He's not no, no, I am, I am, I am at No, I am at negative one. Oh, you're at negative one? No, I've I been dropped. He's down, at, he's down. He was at 15, and 15 minus No, I was at 13. One. You told me, no, you had 22 health points. Right. You took seven points of damage. That takes you to... 15. Oh, I am at 1. Minus <laughs> Yeah, I didn't kill my friend! <laughs> Good fucking thing! Somebody in this party knows how to do math. I guess he's me. not Jonathan Mathematic. Yeah. Magic, so mathematical. maybe he fell down and then got Lift back up. Like, oh, wait. So, so, so Carlton smacks As it turns him. out, I'm not actually good at math. So... It's, okay, we'll retcon this. Carlton turned and slashed at Jonathan, and Jonathan, in his haste to duck what he is sure is going to be a killing blow because, oh God, half-orc, I'm scared. I see what he does. He gets slashed across the back, and it hurts, and he's bleeding, and he falls to the ground, stunned. And by the time he shakes off the stunned, while he is still super hurt, the cultist thinks he's dead. He sees all of the blood, and he's moved on. Aren't yes. you glad I can do math? Yes. Aren't you glad that the gnome Who's can do math? Who's got a chart? I've got a chart. <laughs> got a bunny drawing. But, um... Is that of the bunny slippers? Yeah, those are the bunny slippers. <laughs> so what I'm gonna cast... Well, it's my turn. Well, it's not your turn. I it is Carlton's turn. turn. No. Oh, nope. why are you saying it was my turn? 
I did not. Well, there we go. I have a plan. (laughs) Don't worry, guys. I've got a plan. (laughs) You know what? It's probably good that you interrupted when you did, because now Jonathan is sitting there with plus one instead of negative one. Uh, Carlton, what would you like to do? So I think I just killed my best friend, and I'm going to go after Krampus and not caring about my opportunity, and I'm going to go in a blind rage recklessly. Okay. So first, let's let's do the opportunity, because fuck this guy. So 15? Does not hit. Okay. So... You, in despair and in rage, turn and charge Krampus. The guy that had moved up next to you just is, ah, and fails miserably. And you are now in front of this giant minotaur. I am going to try to take off his head. Okay. Because I don't, I'm not that clever. 24. That hits. For 12 plus I'm raging, that will be 2, so for 14. You lope off a part of his side and his fur, and he takes damage, but he's still, like... Technically, since I'm reckless, I can have advantage. Can I try to get a natural 20? Sure. Yeah, you can crit fish. I do not. All right. So, 14 damage. Uh, So, he looks hurt, and it is Travancore's turn. You still got the guy in front of you who just plunged a dagger into Shadow. Shadow did not like that very much. He's going to do a full attack. All right. Anyway, I'll, I'll roll for my claw and my bite. 28 for yes, the claw. Hits. And then for bite, 16. Yes, both of those hit. 12 and 7. All right. Uh, Shadow takes the knife to the side, turns, and his big meaty claw just smacks this guy across the face. The claws rip into his head, and he no longer has a head, and he is dead. Yay! Good bear. He eviscerated this guy. Uh, so it's Bernie. Bernie, it is your Bernie's turn. Bernie's turn. So. There's there's still this random cultist standing there, and there is now the, the full glory of Krampus. So I'm going to... Is my little, like, mace still in existence? Just... It is if you willed it to be. It's good for up to a minute. It's a concentration spell. A so you can spell. you can still have it there. Oh, well, I'm just going to cast Prayer of Healing. Yes, that's what you should do. And up to six creatures of my choice that I can see within range regain hit points equal to 2d8 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. So I'm choosing every all of our party. Thank you. Including the bear. Including the bear. And even... Did Willie take any damage? Has he taken damage at all? No. He has not taken any damage because he ran to the back of the temple. So Willie is not included, so it's just me, also healing me, the bear, Travi, Jonathan, Imagine Mushbiller, and Carl. All right, how much? Everybody gets 16 points of health. You're I'm bless you. Shit. Thanks, little buddy. You're the Very bestest. Nice. I, I would respectfully pat are. pat you on the head. Oh, I'm maxed out. I'm good. Thank you. I'm maxed. I'm back to the hot top I, as well. I'm short a bit, but I'll be fine. All right, there we go. Every. And I'm like, and I rub my hands together. I'm like, and it's just like, Poof. and everybody's like, damn, I feel a little bit better. Damn, girl, better. you so fine. Jonathan, one moment you are on death's door. The next minute it is your turn and you are, you're feeling pretty good. All right. Uh, is, let me see if there's a live cultist in front of me. Yeah, there's not. The guy who was next to you thought you were dead, saw you fall, and just like Carlton, thought you were dead and moved on so he's actually uh not next to you and very surprised as you stand back up i'm moving back i'll, I'll just move back and okay. i'm gonna acid splash this guy the which one the cultist i'll finish off the ad the one that was 
Sure. He's the last one, isn't he? He is the last one. Aside from it's the him right, and Krampus. Right. He's the last sad. Actually, I'm going to firebolt him because firebolt is awesome. Firebolt. Oh! 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 Wow. Nice. 25. It's, that definitely hits. And that's for eight damage. All right. Nice. Good job, He bro. sees you stand ostensibly back from the dead thanks to Bernie's healing burst and wide-eyed watches as this ball of fire just connects with his face and he goes down in a smoking heap of death. And like, he is done. Yeah, I, I do finger guns at him. I'm like, pew! And it goes like through his face and a little bit burns out of the back of his skull as he falls in a dead heap. It's gory and splatters all across the nice marble floor. All right, it is Krampus's turn, who seems undeterred by the fact that all of his companions are now slaughtered. Uh, Carlton, you're in front of him. He's going to reach out with a, a big clawed hand. You think he's going to swipe at you, but he actually grabs onto your wrist and you feel dark necrotic energy surge through your body. Ha! Ha! Not today. Uh, he rolled a six is not going to hit you. So a six will not hit, no. So yeah, you feel this dark necrotic energy surge I kind of just ripped my hand you, out, snap away the wrist. It's like, yeah, nah, bro, get that shit out of here. As it smacks away, your rage just burns it away, and whatever he was trying to do completely fails. And then I need to roll this. Uh, wait, so wait, uh, question, does that, would that be, because it was a, I'm guessing that was going to be like a spell thing, right? Not a melee attack? That was a melee spell attack. All right, then he does have advantage. Okay. I'm I playing. Roll oh, again. I, uh, don't bite me in the ass. Don't bite me in the ass. Let's see don't what Don't bite happens. me in the ass for being a fair player. It's, it is always good to be a fair player. It's going to bite you in the ass. It's going to bite me in the ass. Uh, 17 versus AC. He beats me by one. Okay, Ooh. so he grabs onto you. At first, you, you shrug it off. And like, then he, like, renews his grasp again as your rage just makes you reckless. <sighs> and you it. feel necrotic energy surge through you. Fuck. He wants you dead. Yeah, no shit. Good thing I healed you. Oh, fuck. What? Wow. <laughs> Stop rolling dice. Uh, that'd be a 21 necrotic damage. <sighs> he just inflicted wounds Don't on worry, you. Don't you still have health points. You've got 18. Uh, you guys watch as Krampus grabs onto his hand and just, like... You see his veins turn black, and he just shudders as this necrotic energy surges through him. Fortunately, he is done. Carlton, it is your turn. All right. Uh, I, I, I do not feel good. I do not feel good at all. I am blinded by rage. I'm going to recklessly just start swinging my axe at him, trying to thrash away that hand so he can never grab me again. Well, he's, he's let go, but yeah. He is I don't want now. him to grab me again. I'm going <laughs> to cut those hands off. Understandable. All right. Oh! 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 <laughs> Natural 20. All right. Everybody, everybody drink. Both hands off now. Everybody drink. He... Everybody drink. <laughs> so, uh, when I score a critical hit with my melee weapon, I can roll... Uh, I can. Are we doing a double full? Roll the dice twice and then add your modifier. So, if it says 2d10, you now would roll 4d10. That kind of right thing. Right now, yeah. So, it's 2... I would roll 2d12. 12, that's 19, plus my rage is another 2. 21! Right back at you! As the fabulous Matt Mercer would say, how would you like to do this? What the fuck is this? I feel all necrotic. I get really angry, and I go to slice off his hands, and I just... Axe goes right through one into the other, and I'm like, nah, I'm gonna just swing it back around, and I'm gonna cut right across his neck. 
and cut his head clean off. So he's reached forward and grabbed your hand and done this horrible attack to you. You go for his hand and he kind of dodges out of the way. And then on the backswing, you're just like off with his head and you, you slice right through this thick minotaur spine. The horns go flying and flip through the air. They land at the doorway that was when you initially entered through the window. It's now on your right, but it would have been on your left. And you now see at that doorway, there are two more cultists standing there who were actually in the process of opening the door and starting to enter because they've heard the kerfuffle. And I just go, back the fuck up. Back the fuck up. They see you. They see the head of their leader. And they don't just back the fuck up. They run the fuck up. They're just gone. And he is dead. And you guys are out of initiative. Now, does he go back to wizard mode or is he still a minotaur, his corpse? He actually stays a minotaur. Good. I want one of his goddamn horns. I want the other <laughs> one because he tried to make me kill my best friend. I'll search the rest of them to see if he's got any goodies on him. All right. I'm chopping off a horn. Chop off two. Okay. If I can get two, Bernie, you can have one, but I get first one. All right. I took 21 damage for you people. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? I would just like to he means throw, us humans. throw out and there that it's a good thing I fucking healed all of you. Oh. And can do math. Yeah, it's a good thing you know how to do math. Yeah. Well, your math so, skill saved us this day. So I looked on my sheet afterward. It said fifteen. I can do wow. math too. I just can't report math. You just can't report math. Get out of Digitopolis. Lessons we learned today. Jules is always right. So you guys get five hundred fifty experience for, for the lot of you for defeating Krampus and his cult. So you slice off this guy's head and kind of take a moment and who who was doing what? Carlton was trying to go. I'm going to take out a uh, I want a horn. Alright, uh, roll me a nature check. I'm, I'm going to try to get both horns, but if I can only get one, I'm keeping it. So nature okay. is... So give me a roll for each horn. Alright, so 18 for the first one. Okay. And 7 for the second one. So the first one you manage to, uh, through a combination of slicing through some skin and prying off, you manage to get one of the, the first big black horn off without too much of an issue. It, it comes intact. It's got a little bit of gore on it. You're going to have to boil off later, but it's pretty intact. The second one you're so excited about that you go to yank it off and it just shatters in your hand. Is there Ooh. a small, is the tip like still intact? Or is it just, just like in pieces? It's just the tip intact. <laughs> I will give Bernie just a tip. It shatters. You actually see now that this one has shattered. The horns are hollow. In uh, they're they're super thick, but they're oh, they hollow. are hollow. That's gonna save me a lot of time getting it turned into a drinking horn. <laughs> yeah, they're they're hollow in a in a very interesting way. They're still thick and hearty, but they're not completely full. It, there may have been like cartilage or blood or something in there. Um, you can get a little bit of the tip, but it's maybe like four inches. All right, I think Bernie's fine with four inches. And that's what she said. Uh, anybody doing anything else? I'm searching this guy. Is that sleight of hand or is it stealth? Give me a perception check. Fifteen. He's kind of hulked through whatever clothing he was wearing, and so the minotaur itself, the minotaur body, has nothing on it. Wait, what the about that medallion? Do a perception check. Well, me or her? Her. She, she, oh, she thought it. of it. Right. You're searching the body, and all you see is like, oh, he's there's no clothing, there's no nothing. He bursts through everything, and then you go to the other bodies. Sixteen. Okay. 
So, Travancore, you kind of search the body of Krampus. You don't find anything. You mention that as you're moving to the bodies of the other cultists. There you find the same thing that you found with the other guys. Under their red robes, they are wearing very fine, or what would have been fine before it was, you know, bloody and damaged, noble wear, essentially, and those very soft slippers. But otherwise, no gold, no jewels, no nothing. Bernie sees that and thinks... He had a medallion and thinks a second back and then goes searching over through the pews and comes back with the medallion, the actual medallion part of it. She, you, you couldn't find the chain that it was on, but you find it's about a good uh, two, two and a half inch uh, gold solid medallion. You're not sure if it's solid all the way through without getting it appraised. Can I bite it? Uh, you can bite it, but that ain't going to tell you shit. I don't know. People bite gold shit. I just want... You can bite it and everyone goes, oh? I got... Nothing. Yeah. Um, it's got the, the symbol of, of Mammon on it, kind of etched into it in what looks like gold. And it, it, it feels, if it's not completely gold, it is at least gold gilded. Um, and so you'll just have to get that appraised. And I look at it and I say, you and I will be having words later. And I put it in my book bag. At this point, Willerin runs on up and he says, I can't, I can't believe you defeated him. I can't believe that they're dead. can't believe you thought we would betray you. Bro, Uh, look at me. Well, I've only known you for a day. For all I know, they are very persuasive. Dude, I gave you one of my short swords. I gave you some gold. And now tell us where they keep the gold. They were offering you quite a bit. You have no idea how persuasive they are. I've seen them charm the pants off of people. Literally charm the pants off of people. We need to go upstairs because that's where all that's the where all of my live. stuff is. And he actually wait a second. He goes to the door that was opened by the other cultist who ran, and then stops and says, "Wait, there's. I don't know if they're downstairs or not. Uh, d- downstairs is where they kept everybody. We should we should check downstairs first, and then goes through the door. Why is all your stuff upstairs?" They took everything from us. When they took us slaves, they, they, they took all of my gold, anything of value, anything that they could find that they could sell, that they could keep. Um, that's why I had nothing on me. They, they lure people here, all of their stuff, and then they don't, they don't wear it anywhere. They keep it and they hoard it. They're like dragons. It is ridiculous. And he goes through the door and you can see that... Through that doorway is the main entrance to, now that you're kind of out of initiative and a little calmer, the doorway leads to a little antechamber that is the main entrance to the fort. The The big drawbridge is right there that you could let down if you wanted. And there are two stairways, one going up and one going down. He stands for a moment in kind of conflict with himself and then seems to almost pull himself away from the up upstairs and then heads downstairs. All right, I'll follow him. Didn't he just say it was upstairs? His stuff is upstairs. But he's going downstairs. Downstairs. You guys, I really don't like fighting in a basement. I like fighting anywhere. I don't think it's advisable to fight in a basement. Do you think we could let him go? I mean, does he need our help to spring them loose? I'll go. I've already followed him, so... All right, well, I don't want to leave my comrades behind. I will... I'll bring up the rear. And I come behind Carlton and I say, right, we'll if we rear. have to fight in the basement, I swear to the g- 
good bay. Here, hop in, hop in your saddle. It'll be fun. No, I will bump my head if I hop in the saddle. Let's just go. I was picking her up, and she's, like, kicking her legs. Like, no, I don't want to. Do you have his head still? Can you head that with you just to make sure anyone who's left sees that thing? Well, I don't, I don't have his head. I have his horn. horn. Oh, you have his horn. That's good. Oh, nice. and uh, Bernie, the- here's four inches of his other horn. I figured four inches is fine for you. Four inches is fine. I'll have it made into a necklace. That's all I could get you. And if we fight into in, in a basement, I'll have it made into a necklace with one of your innards. Let's go. Yeah. And you have a medallion, so that's kind of nice, too. That's nice. <sighs> okay, so you guys all head downstairs, kind of arguing amongst yourselves. By the time you have all... Travancore kind of sees this. You, because you immediately go after Willerin, you see as you get downstairs... Um, the downstairs is a cellar that has been converted into a very simple dungeon. There are a bunch of very plain iron bar cells. There is a station kind of at the bottom of the stairs where there is a, a bench and a, what looks like a reading lamp. And as you make it down there, you see Willerin snatch off the wall a set of keys. So you're at the bottom of the stairs and see him grab the keys and start to unlock Four other cells containing four other, uh, two humans and two other, at least half elves, who are all in the similar garb that you had originally found Willerin in, kind of a, a green, tattered tunic and uh, dirty pants, no shoes, the symbol of Mammon on the back. The rest of you come downstairs in time to see him unlocking the cells. The cells themselves are, it's not dungeon. It doesn't smell too bad. They weren't living in, they weren't living in squalor, but there were beds in the cells. There was at least a chamber pot in each cell. Uh, While these people are obviously emaciated and worked and exhausted, they, they had a place to sleep. They had a place to shit. Is it damp? Is it, is it damp? Like in a basement? It's cold, but it's not really damp. You haven't gone too far underground. And this room itself, it, it looks like it was originally a cellar of some sort. There are a couple of, of barrels lying about, but it's pretty sparse, pretty clean. The other prisoners come wandering out kind of in the same dazed, ex- half-exhausted state that Willerin is in. He's assuring them all, Krampus is dead. You, it, it's going to be okay. These people are here to save us. Uh, we're we're going to be fine. We just, we just, we're going to go upstairs. We're going to get stuff. We're going to get out of here. It's going to be, it's going to be great. And they're starting to rouse themselves a little bit as they listen to his words. I'm just going to read, I'm going to ready my axe. I reach into my bag and grab uh, three rations worth of uh, food and uh, distribute among the people. They are, once they see fresh food, they are there just grabbing and eating. And Willerin is, you know, slowly, slowly, it's okay, it's okay. We have plenty. We're going to take it back to Greenness. It's going to be all right. But the um, the three rations you pull out, there's four of them. Did you want to pull out four? Or did yeah, you four is fine. Okay, so each of them take a ration, They and they are, it's gone. It's just demolished. And they are, uh, as they finish up, one of the humans says, is it, is it through? Yeah, man. Are they dead? It's true. They dead. Hey, yeah. Carlton, show on the horn. <sighs> I'm gonna drink booze out of this. <laughs> they recoil back from the horn a little bit, and then uh, one of the elves touches forward and 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 or walks forward and kind of touches the horn for a moment, and then sa- and then spits on the ground, and says in Elvish, so only Travancore understands it, of Nahirat in the Nine Hells. And then Willerin says, 
great, we should go upstairs and we should grab our stuff and we should get out of here because this place is cursed and I don't want to stay here. Let's and book. He Let's starts to and get some, uh, some stuff. He leads you, so up the first flight to the main floor, up the second flight where now you can see this is uh, the converted quarters of these cultists. There's a couple of open doors. You you enter basically a hallway that's dormitory style with doors on either side and then a main door on the end. It looks like there are three doors on your right, three doors on your left, and then a big set of double doors at the end of the hall. Willerin makes a beeline for the double doors, starts to try to open the doors, find it's locked, and starts to swear under his breath. I would like to check for traps. Okay, I would love you to roll a perception check. I, too, perception. would like to check for traps. I would love you to roll a perception check. I, too, would like to roll for traps. Well, I would hate it if you rolled a perception check. 22! Uh, I got Jonathan's 18 after my proficiency. Apparently, I'm not checking for shit, because I rolled a 4. I'm just going to stand Bernie there. Bernie walks upstairs and says, Ooh, this is nice. And it is. There are tapestries on the walls. There's actually a rug down the center leading to this main set of double doors. The couple of doors that are open, you can see two of them on the right and one on the left are, are kind of half open. And when you look in those rooms, they're small. But they're very warmly decorated in reds and blacks and whites and a little bit of green accents, uh, all very rich velvet and fabrics, some magical uh, sconces lighting up the rooms. It's, it's all really plush. Uh, Carlton and Travancore, you, with a slightly more keen eye, you don't notice any traps, but any of the doors that are closed are all locked. Can I do, like, an intuition check or something like that? Is that a check? Insight, maybe? Insight is specifically against another being to see their intentions. Yeah. So what are you trying to check for? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, the whole thing is that apparently they've charmed the pants off of people. They're really good at deception. Like, what if this is also all a ruse? Yeah, what if Willerin... That's why I'm ready. my axe is ready, is because what if Willerin is working for them? If you want to check for magic, I'd take an Arcana check. If you want to Yo. check... You already kind of did a check for <laughs> traps, and you didn't find anything. I want to do insight, because it's wisdom. <laughs> And I have a bonus on You that. could insight Willerin. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to be like, yo, is this dude fucking lying to us? Or I, I won't. Get a, I get a 19 Arcana. Okay. I get a 13 on Willerin. Okay, Jonathan, you reach out through this hallway with your arcane abilities and you don't sense anything in this hallway magical. Bernie, as you see Willerin struggling with the door, you kind of take a, a good long look at him you don't sense anything but elation and desperation warring with itself. He is obviously desperate to get into this room at the end of the hallway, uh, but you don't sense any deception. All right, guys. I think he's probably good. Let's help yeah. him open this door. Sure. You do notice that the four slaves that you'd freed have joined you upstairs. And as you guys kind of check the hallway and are cautiously moving down, they're all moving with confidence towards the door that Willerin is struggling with. I want to, I'm going to smash it up with my axe. Okay. So you walk forward. I want, I would love a strength check. 10. You stride forward, kind of push the slaves out of the way, kind of very gently nudge Willerin out of the way, pull out your axe, aim for the door. Your axe sinks into the door with a resounding 
thud and splinters of wood go flying but it's it's a thicker door than you are can expecting. i see like it may not be completely broken off but can i like at least see through it did i break off enough to see into it no it is damn it there goes my here's johnny bit it is pretty thick and it is it's sturdier than you were expecting i want to i want to karate chop it <laughs> I swear to God. Okay. I swear to God. I swear to God. You to chop this thing down. Give me a strength check. That's 17. I hate you so much. <laughs> so oh my God. behind you, Jonathan comes up and he sees the <laughs> hole you made. And he studies it with the intent of a karate master and he pulls back his fist and he pummels into the hole that you have made. And you hear the door and splinter and it doesn't come completely open. It's still barring your way but now you actually can see through some of the cracks in the door and you can see this this was a thick rich door this was a good two and a half three inch solid wood door with a gold inlays and a, a really nice handle and what looks like a really expensive lock hey hey carlton wink here's jonathan <laughs> You know what they say, don't send a half-orc or a man to do a bear's job. Hey, Shadow, you want to open this door for us? Oh, my God. All right. Are you guys going to stop swinging those things around? No. Roll a strength check for Shadow. Okay. I believe he gets a plus two. Oh, crap. Real <laughs> you bear. One. We, we, Poor Shadow. It's okay. Travancore uh, encourages the bear to come on up to the door. Shadow's still a little new at this partnership of working with, with humans and elves and, and gnomes and everything. And he doesn't quite get what you mean, and so he just sits in front of the door. I wanna I wanna try to hit it with my mace. Alright. Give me a strength check. Shadow get out of the way. Travancore ushers Shadow out of the way and oh. I got an eight. <laughs> so the tiny little gnome comes up with her mace, all all excited after the battle, and buries her mace into the door, and it's buried into the door. All right, I say fuck all this, and I take like no, Carl- ten paces. No, back. Carlton, you have to get my mace out first. No, I take like yeah, ten Carl- steps back, and I just I just charge at the door with all my might to try to bust He's through get it. Get my mace stuck in his butt. All right, make an attack roll. He's gonna get my uh, mace stuck in his. Butt. I guess with my axe. Yeah, because you're you're basically charging yeah. at it to make an attack. All right, twenty, unnatural. Yeah, you hit the door. Go ahead and roll damage. Seven. Okay, Bernie, what's the attack damage on your mace? Oh god damn it! <gasps> Carton, hold on, hold on. I don't even know how to figure that out. When you attack with your mace, what damage does it do? Mace plus four to attack, one d six damage, plus okay. two. Carlton, you take four damage as your shoulder slams into uh, the door, and you can feel the mace just. I feel it like it, it plunges in my my shoulder. It's there as I birth through, and I just rip the mace out of my shoulder. And I throw it back in my here. You got my mace out. It doesn't bury into your body, but as you as you slam into the door, it does enough damage to do four uh four damage. Fine. But you do manage to finally break down the door. The mace clatters to the ground, and you're now in the the room. It is obviously the main room of Krampus. It is where he had his personal quarters. You can see it is decorated as though a king slept here. The bed is nothing but 
fine furs and uh it's a canopy bed with the with the canopy and just like rich silks the floor is completely covered in a rug which is unheard of this is not like a a single rug or two here or there the whole floor is carpeted in this red very soft fine it it almost feels cotton-like the there's a writing desk at one end there's a big window looking out over the lake on uh against the same wall and a large wood chest at the base of the the bed and over on your left you can see kind of a makeshift closet just with rack after rack after rack of finery of rich leathers and expensive doublets and hoses and just the finest of outfits and every type of of rich shoes you can imagine they're not necessarily practical or give you any kind of armor bonus but they are the 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 most fine of of things to wear to say the king's ball friends I start trying on shoes. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. A, your feet are big. B, this may belong to some of our friends who have been enslaved. Ah, don't care about that. I want to check for traps. Remember that time that you were going to break my mace? You found your mace on the ground after Carlton has has broken through the door, so you are able to grab your mace. As as I was saying, I had a thought. We could take all this stuff and try and drag it and fit it somewhere in Leosian's uh, monastery. Or it's a, uh, it's belonged to cultists. It belonged to Mammon cultists. No one's gonna really argue about the title of it. What yes. if we made this place our super awesome secret headquarters? I think someone would find it. Well, someone would find it, but we still need a place to live, and it's a big castle, and it's awesome, and it's huge. Can we live here? Who did this belong to before it belonged to the Mammon cultists? Uh, Willerin speaks up at this point and says, I, I don't know. As far as I've ever been here, it's belonged to the cultists. I know this was a, a fort of some sort, and I overheard them talking about renovating it, but I don't know if they took it by force or if they just found it. it it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's just some rundown fort. He's half distracted because him and the other slaves are immediately drawn to the chest and you can see some of the other slaves have already started to ransack some of the other rooms and are wearing kind of a motley assortment of the the finery that they've been finding around it's it's weird because here are these emaciated exhausted slaves now wearing like super nice pants but it's better than what they were wearing before most of them are now wearing some sort of of shoes some of them have some decent leather shoes others are just wearing the slippers uh but all of them are immediately going towards the chest and willerin says i know when they took all of my stuff that krampus took all of the gold up here and they sold off anything i had of value i had a locket with my wife's name inscribed in it david had a uh what was it that you had and david said i had a a a book that it had all of the names of all of my contacts in it and they took that uh anything of value they've taken from us and they've sold or they've kept and i i i would give my right arm to know if it's in that chest because all of our earthly possessions are in there. You each get one of your most prized possessions back. Oh, come, Carlton. 
I took. You're gonna get some fancy 20, Twenty-nine pants. damage for these people. Yeah, let's let them. Let's let them have their stuff back, and then we can. We'll do all right. We'll be okay. We'll do fine. Yeah. Some of their slaves have probably died. There's other stuff in that chest. Another point with the TMI cult is coming. It might be good for Greenus to have an outpost out here. So at the very least, we should tell. If we don't want to take it for ourselves, we should tell the governor about this place. Maybe they can base it, fix it up. I do agree with that because we'd be putting a lot of income into making this a secret fort and defending it when we're not here. Maybe we're not there yet. I'm totally down with secret fort. Just saying. Hmm. Why don't we take this idea of the governor and see if he wants to outfit us with the base of operations? He knows he can trust us. He knows that we operate out here anyway. Might not be a bad idea to have a place we can go to aside from the monastery. If he wants to pay for it and staff it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If we tell him about it, he may be willing to do that because it can be not only our base of operations, like we have we have our own specific room, but maybe other, maybe other greenest uh, forces can operate out of here as well. And so then they'd have it staffed all the time. So we would it, we, we could just come and go as we please. Not have to worry about up, uh, upkeeping the place or paying to upkeep the place. Exactly. Best of both worlds. Can we call exactly. it Fort Reggie? Fort Reggie? No. Fort Reggie. Why would You're going to name it, it after your, your pack horse. After the horse. Oh, um, is it, wait a minute. Is, is the horse dead? The horse is still alive. He's out then back we, No, we like, shouldn't we, name it Fort Reggie then because he's still alive horse. Because it'd be too confusing? Yeah. Oh. We should that name it after it. someone who's died. All right, so why don't we open this chest up? And Carlton's not taking things from it. All right, fine. I but let me do this so. before we open it. Let me check it for a trap. So, as you guys have been discussing the future of this fort, uh, Willerin and two of the other slaves have gone and started. They've tried to open the chest. It's obviously locked. They've been inspecting it, but obviously they've had no luck. So, you want to go up and check it for traps? Yeah, I don't trust anything in this place. Okay, give me a perception check. Uh, unnatural 20, because I'm also percep- I am proficient in perception. Okay, it's trapped. Yay, you... I'm smart. Did the did the slaves trigger the trap? No, Good. fortunately not yet. Hey, it looks hey, like... hey, you, slaves, people, uh, Willie, Willie, back the fuck up. Back the fuck up. Willerin starts to back up. The other two gentlemen are a little insulted that you would call them slaves. I don't know your name. They, they still back away you kind of run your hands along the side you peer as as much as you can through the the keyhole you uh look under it without checking it you kind of just like look at um the space under the chest and uh you're pretty sure this thing has a trap that's triggered by it opening without the proper key being inserted into it what does the keyhole look like like is it a keyhole is it like a like, what is it? What's the... It looks like a, a standard keyhole. It looks like something you'd put a, a key into. Carl so it's not shaped noticed, like a medallion? He's noticed this... No, it's not. He's noticed the slight changes in in it to indicate that uh, something will set off a trap if it's not the proper key. So all y'all people that just joined our party, I'm not going to call you slaves again. If you touch that, you'll die. I think we should go back to the office and look for a key. That's probably a good idea. Don't touch that unless you want to die. And if that doesn't kill you, I will. Hey, Shadow, stay here and make sure that they know what goes near the chest. Willerin speaks up at this point and says, I don't know of an office. I know this is where Krampus kept his where, things. Where Krampus came out of when I tried to ratch open his door. Oh, that. No, that's that's the inner temple. And they all kind of shrink back from that. 
Let's oh, go. Hang on here with hang on here with Shadow. We'll uh, we'll check it out. We'll check the inner temple. All right. Uh, so you all head downstairs. You're leaving Shadow upstairs to guard the the trap chest. Guard the trap yeah. chest and correct me if I'm wrong. Protect them in case something comes by. Yeah, yeah, Shadow. Th- don't let anyone hurt them in case anyone comes by. I guess. <laughs> and Willowrun, you got your short sword, right? He pulls it out and he says, "I can do what I can with it, but I I think." I think you've slaughtered everybody that's left or they've run. Those two that I saw run were the last two I knew of. Cool. Yeah, but they might come back for stuffs. Yeah. This is true. I say give them some, some of that short sword if they come back. Just a tip. See how they like it. He stands at the ready near the door. Shadow plants his forefeet, doosh, doosh, like right in front of the chest and is just intently keeping his gaze Good uh, on everybody. And you guys head back downstairs? Yeah. We're head to the inner temple. All right. So you head back into the main part of the temple. You go through the door that you'd originally been trying to break into that was opened for you. You can now see inside. It's it's fairly small. It's um, an inner sanctum that probably is only able to fit a couple of people. The, the four of you are able to fit in, but that's about it. The entranceway is black onyx flooring the walls are right now covered with thick almost iridescent black felt and covering so the whole interior of this small antechamber is dark and oppressive there is one lone altar in the middle of the room with a couple of plush stools the, the stools are in red. The altar itself is also some sort of, of dark wood. On the top of the altar, you see a, a red piece of cloth draped over it that has some writing on it. And none of you recognize the writing. It's a piece of cloth, Unless, though? It's, it's, it seems to be just a nice piece of silk with an engraved... Not engraved. Of uh, embroidered statement in it of some sort of abyssal language take it i'm gonna take it all right you take it it's about seven feet long and a good foot and a half wide it's okay i take i take it and i wrap it around my neck like a cape and i go whoosh it's it's not it's it's long but it's thin so if you do that you basically have it's it's a scarf all right fine i'm gonna roll it up like an infinity scarf and like put on my best impression okay it's gonna be like the fourth Doctor Who scarf, just like wrapped around a couple times, keep you nice and warm in the winter. As you take off half bakered the... idea, <laughs> as you roll, take roll for embarrassment this damage. Not off. yet. No, not yet. As you take this off, you can see now the actual altar structure is bare. It seems to be made out of the same dark onyx stone that the other was made out of out in the main temple and the only source of light is coming from the ceiling it's it's about a seven or eight foot ceiling it's pretty tall there is a lone um sconce with some some fire in it that's giving off a, a reddish glow and this whole thing feels very oppressive i think we should check for like hidden compartments and stuff like that for where the key might be hidden perception check give me a perception check everybody you got it wow so I, I nat 20 plus my per, uh, my proficiency, so 24. Okay, so 24. Travancore? Seven. Ma- Jonathan? Nine. And Bernie? Eleven. The three of you are really... This place feels evil. This is where 
the inner circle of the Temple of Mammon did their darkest rites. And it is really hard to focus on anything just because of the prevailing sense of wrong in this room. Carlton, you're able to shrug that off. Yeah, fuck that guy. He fucked me up. I want to take all of his shit. I don't give a shit about how crappy this place looks. You're still feeling tendrils of your battle rage. You're you're not creeped out by creepy shit. Who cares about creepy shit? Yeah, I'm a barbarian half-orc. You start to, to examine the altar, and it's not long before you actually feel along the bottom of the altar, and you can see a place where there's a seam, and as you press it, you hear a... And a small slot opens. And when you look in and reach into the slot, you pull out a small wooden box. It is only about two feet by two feet by two feet. Um, It is a plain but really nice wooden box. It's not engraved with anything, but it it seems to be really nicely made. Um, And you you pull that out and you kind of hold that up. Okay. Uh, I guess. I don't know. And you didn't let me open it in your description of it. So I want to check the tiny box for traps. Okay. Give me a perception check. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be like, you would have opened it and found blank. Flashbang grenade. Uh, four, er, 13. Uh, you don't find any any notification of traps, anything. Do any of my magic users feel like... It seems to be held on with like a magnetic lid. So mm-hmm. you feel like you could just pull it and it will pop Do any of my magic users sense anything about this? I do arcana, right? Yeah, if you'd like to give me an arcana check. I'll do arcana. Arcana. I got a 19. Ooh, I got a 10. Jonathan, you are so deeply disturbed by the evil in this room that you just can't focus. It's impossible. Bernie is finally able to kind of shake off the, the prevailing dread to examine the box. And it is very clearly a magical box, but it's not trapped. It is in and of itself just a magic box. A little bit of inspection, you're going to find out that this is actually an Everfresh box. It's got a magical enchantment on it. Food placed in this box ages 1 60th of the rate that it normally would. This only affects non-living organic materials. So anything placed into this box will stay fresh uh, 60 times longer than it normally would. All right. uh, I'm going to open the box. Yeah, go for it, man. What's in the box? What's in the... Can I open it since I'm the one who figured it out? It's in my hands. No. So I Arcana checked it. I'm the one who knows what it is. I haven't told you what right. it is yet. But it's still know. in my hands. I All just right, know. Like, he doesn't know. I just know, right? I'm opening the box. I just know. Fuck. Carlton is holding the box. Bernie has kind of run her hands across it. Feels what kind of enchantment is, is I in I see it. her expression that it's not bad. And Carlton opens opens the lid. Inside, nothing happens. Inside, you find two things. You find a bloody human heart. It is still red and vital. It looks like it was just pulled from a body yesterday. Uh, when you move the heart just a little bit, you see that there is a bright gold key now bloodstained sitting under the heart. Hey guys, I found the key. He wants to show us the shape of his heart. Uh... <laughs> I I, 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 I I just go, ugh, and I walk past him. I just start heading back up. I'm like, no, no, John. I want the no. box. Hand me the box. With the box? With the heart? With the key? Or did yeah, you just... the heart's still in there. I want the box. Okay. Uh, Carlton has walked out with the box. God damn it. I walk after Carlton. And the heart Give me and the, the box. key. Take the key. Give right. me the box. So I take the key out, and I leave the heart in, and I close it, and I hand it up. I'm like, here, you can have the box. Thank you. But it still has the heart in. I know that. Well, I'm letting the DM know. 
All right, you head back upstairs. Carlton goes back to the the large chest at the foot of the bed and uses the key. And I'm assuming you use the key. I use the key. Okay. Uh, yeah, it opens without a problem. You, uh, the lid pops open. This is one of those heirloom chests. It's, it's this giant, like, seven, eight foot wide, three or four feet deep, five or six feet tall. Just the entire foot of the bed is taken up with this chest. Everyone crowds around to look. Um, you see there are a bunch of bags of gold in the, the chest. And after a, just a moment or two of examining, you see that... Each bag contains a thousand gold. Whoa. There are three of them. There is also a fourth bag that seems to have about half as much. You'd have to do an actual search, but the the first three are very clearly like a set of a thousand. You can also dig into the uh, lid of this box, knowing that there's a trap there, and you can actually pull out the trap and... Um, if you guys give me, if someone wants to give me an investigation check, you can see whether you can pull it out without damaging it. I'll, I'll do it. 11. Can okay. I, oh, can we all do it or no? Uh, nope. Only one at a time. Fortunately, that was just enough. So, uh, you managed to pull out this small round glass object, which was obviously housing the the trap and it is very clearly a some kind of poison you would that was meant to shatter if the the chest was somehow opened without the key you'd have to do a little more investigating on the actual glass to see what what exactly it is but it's very clearly poison so you can now say uh glass ball filled with poison okay you find a random collection of belts and bags and um, a couple of small daggers. Nothing of too major import. It looks like they were either just being held there or maybe one or two of them had a really nice hilt or a really good um, scabbard. As you're kind of digging through this, Willerin and his friends surge up and you hear one of them say that's my belt and another one say all of the gold that i lost and a third one say is my dagger still in there they just took it a couple of weeks ago and they start to crowd into the chest and i just go "Uh -uh. back up back up they start to push back and they're like no no no! you don't understand this is this is our livelihood you will get your belts and your daggers and all that jazz we're still investigating this i can't have you damaging the scene Willerin speaks of how much more investigating can there be? We've opened up this chest. Let's give give us back just what they have taken from us and let let us go. Let these people go back to greenness. That's all we want is just what these people took from us. You 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 said so yourself. These people are dangerous. There could be more traps. And how many more traps could there possibly be? And like as he's talking one or two of the other former slaves are moving in, and one of them has grabbed one of the, the pouches of a thousand gold pieces. Uh, hold on, Shadow. Hold on Pump your brakes, kid. Pump your brakes. Wait till Shadow we're Shadow immediately... <sighs> and he stops and, uh, like, I grab that from his you? hand. I'm like, you wait till Actually, we're done looking through. I try, I, I, I try let, to pry it. Yeah, give me a strength check. He doesn't let go of it. Like, he wide-eyed at at Shadow. 19 plus, okay. uh, yeah, 19. He wide-eyes at Shadow as he growls at him, and he starts to say, but 
this was all I had. And then you just reach over and he's he's got no strength left and you just take it from him. I look and at I just, Jonathan. I just say, wait, at... wait till we're done looking through everything. Jonathan. Yo. This is a little embarrassing. This is definitely their stuff. I know. Let's. I say, all right. There's a lot of stuff in here, and we need to make sure that everyone gets what was theirs back. So right. let's move out. We will interview all of you, and we will make sure that you get your stuff back. Sound exactly. fair? Interview? I don't, want... I don't understand interview. This is my stuff. Yes. I had 320 gold with me. I, hold on. I smash my, uh, my, my staff to the ground cast light so it flashes and say do not take me for a conjurer of cheap tricks we're not here to rob you we we wouldn't have fed Roll you me an intimidation check well uh, i think that's try. 14 okay how much was that 14 okay willerin who has seen you guys fight and two of the the cap the former captives instinctually pull back wide-eyed and are just uh the two others uh the two humans actually they both they they startle at your your light and your proclamation but one of them immediately speaks up and he says listen it's not that we're not grateful for what you've done but i've been here for six months this is my chance to regain my life. I haven't seen my family in forever. And this is the only thing I have to bring back to them is whatever I had on me. And the second one says, yeah, I had $300 worth of fine jewels and they just took everything and sold it. That's all I want back is what was taken from me. Oh, hold on. And I say, do I look psychic? Because I'm not psychic. I might be psychic, but I'm not. So that's why we need to talk to every single one of you so we can make sure that you get your 300, he gets whatever's coming to him. That's what we need yeah. to do to make sure you that can, you can say a we're thousand. not robbing. He can say a thousand. We're he not robbing Willerin to pay he you. He can say a thousand. So right. let's back if up. If you all say a thousand, we only have three grand. We've got some smart th smart people here. We want to, don't worry. We want to get you out of here too. We, we, do you yes you've shown up and you've killed a bunch of people and now we you're just trying your fucking to take captors. everything from us what the fuck do you want we are going to give you back your stuff we just don't know what that is and we will help you do that it's also worth noting that i gave willerin one of my own weapons fed him fed all of you so i think that buy me a little bit of good faith go ahead and roll me an insight check uh, i'm Everyone? not very insightful i'm just angry everyone Everyone roll Insight me an insight is wisdom. Okay. 17. Oh, I am insightful. Well, sort of. I'm Five. I'm not insightful. I'm just strong. Nope, I'm not insightful today. I'm just annoyed. Okay, so Carlton? Uh, five. Travancore? 17. Jonathan? Seven. Bernie? Six. Okay. Jonathan, what shadow's insight? <laughs> we <laughs> <No>. don't care. <laughs> In the heat of the moment, it is hard to get a read on these people. Uh, Carlton and Bernie, you are, you're just not in this fight right now. Travancore, you've managed to remain removed enough that you can see that uh, those that were still downstairs, still held by Krampus and his men when you freed them, there's a hunger there. And it is, part of it is a hunger for revenge. Part of it is a hunger for freedom. And part of it 
is a hunger for wealth. These are these are people who were lured here with the promise of wealth, and it was taken from them. And now they're watching people take what they had again. And some of these people are getting desperate. They see their livelihood slipping away for the second time in months. It's like Jonathan said, we are not here to rob you. But any one of you could say, oh, well, this one was mine, and this was mine, and this was mine, and then the second one comes up, they'll, maybe their stuff is gone. Let's... Willerin approaches and says, these people are trustworthy. They helped me when I had nothing to offer them. Maybe we can think of splitting what is in there between all of us. And several of the the, the men mutter they're they're not happy with this and Willerin says, I, I think it's only fair that these these people who have helped us that we can offer them something. And if we can't offer them anything then we are no better than Krampus. Let me just let me pump the brakes and say how I love that he's called Krampus now. <laughs> I've given each of you your lives back too by rescuing you. But let me consult with my colleagues. Guys, what do you think? Well, I'm not I'm down with giving them their stuff. It's just we don't know what is theirs. We need to figure that out. And I, I'm willing to put in the work. What about But I'm not all... willing for those assholes to be to try and take what's not theirs. So here's the deal. I did the math. Because you guys know I'm good at it. There's nine of us, right? It's Will, Willie plus four, and then the four of us. Yes. Uh, yes. So there's there's Willerin, the four of you, and four other slaves. If you you are allowed at this point, everybody's kind of calmed a little bit to do a full accounting of the gold. There is a a full count of three thousand four hundred eighty four gold amongst all of the bags in this chest. There doesn't seem to be anything else besides some other random belts and wait things. hold on i was talking i was sorry fucking interrupt me. i was doing math all right i imagine some of their material assets were converted into gold there is no way we are ever going to get an accurate count of that but physical things in this box go to the people who owned them and yes the gold split nine ways gives everybody 387 gold i think that's more than ample to start your life again I also think it will cover the 300 and some gold worth of jewels that was lost by that one guy. think that's pretty fair. What do you guys think? I'm, f- I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. It's fine by me. I think it's odd that the whole time this place was in operation that they only have gold worth of four worth of slaves worth of what was taken. Where's the rest of it? Uh, Travancore, look around at the plush room and the decorations. Ah. The carpet, the bed, and you will answer that question very quickly. Oh, yeah, all the stuff they bought. All right, I'm down. All right, so you've moved off. You've had this little discussion. You've come back. What What are you going to say? I think Travancore should talk, since apparently they like him. All right. So the physical things that you claim are yours, um, we'll, you know, you guys get those back. But the goal, there's no way to know what was, what was. So we'll split it nine ways. I think that's fair. And you have your lives. And you have... Your freedom. That should count for something, too. An escort back to Greenest, if they That's are. also true. Escort back to Greenest, if you so choose. Uh, Willerin turns to his friends, uh, his comrades, and they mutter amongst themselves. And you see a lot of nodding. And finally, Willerin speaks up and says, We agree. That seems 
pretty fair. There's not much in the way of of stuff in here. We can make sure that those who are supposed to have it have it. And that seems the most fair way of going about this. And, and you're right. That should be enough for anybody to be able to get Start back over. on their feet. Sounds good. I extend my hand to Willowin. He grabs it, shakes it. All right. Uh, and we will pick this up next time. Damn it. I was going to say, am I strong enough to pick up the chest? <laughs> it's a pretty big chest. Guess we'll find out next time. <laughs> I know, but somebody had to have gotten it in there. You don't have pockets for a chest, Carlton. I have a horse that's now empty. You don't have a horse with you. We didn't bring it. It's outside. No, we didn't. So next time we'll pick up here. You will have distributed the gold. So everybody gets, uh, what was the math on that again? 387. Um, you give out the gold to those slaves. They uh, take some of the, the leftover stuff in there. Um, and most of them head out. Most of them thank you for the offer of a of an assistance back to Greenest or back to wherever they're going. But they're just happy to kind of get their stuff. They've re-clothed themselves from some of the finery around and they take off. And we will pick up back here in Krampus's bedchamber the next time we play. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or at our host podcast at Glibshark or www.glibshark.com and see you next encounter.